Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 289. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. Hello, and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. All right, we got some good stuff to get to. Um, over the weekend, there was a leak. Did you guys happen to see any of the footage from Grand Theft Auto, I think, 6? Uh, I did watch, yeah, like a tiny bit of it. I mean, it's not that interesting. It's just a video game, but... Yeah, well, people the story were already, behind it. Yeah, it people were already pissed. And they're like, "Oh, this looks like shit." And uh, now they're—I don't know if this was news or not—but they're leading bad, good or bad. I guess it's up to you, women. Um, I think for the first time in a Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah, yeah, the protagonist uh, is, is a woman, but that's the online version. You could have played as whoever you want. You could play as like a clown or some shit. So, oh, um, but yeah, uh, as far as the actual character goes, yeah, that's that's the first. But it all appears to have been leaked by a, a breach in their security online, and uh, they're very unhappy. They issued a statement, and uh, they were very, like, shame on you kind of a thing. Like, you guys should just wait. Yeah, so companies like to do their own events. I think they had something planned where there's like, it's a big deal when you do that on here's our new thing. And yeah, when, was the la- when did Grand Theft Auto V come out? Like, we were like four years ten, old. Ten years ago. So it's been a long time. They made they've made billions upon billions of dollars on their what, online. What did it go with Grand Theft Auto? It was Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Two, and then was it like Vice City and San Andreas? So or? there's three, and then there was Vice City and San Andreas. So San Andreas was the most recent one that came out. No, okay, that was that was in like 2002 or something. Okay, yeah, Grand Theft so Auto there's two, Five. Basically, two <laughs> spinoffs to three, and then there was number four, and then there was number five. Five had different characters. There was a black guy and like a middle aged white balding guy. Was there a third person? Yeah, there's the crazy guy. And you there's were the guy from. Yeah, you started in like Bakersfield, and he yeah. kills all the biker gang. Yeah. Oh, that that map was range. So I mean, you I could go admit, like I'm, to the top of Mount Baldy. <laughs> when I played, when I played Grand Theft Auto, I was one of your typical guys that didn't do the story. I just walked around and messed with people. I would like beat up like hookers and cops mm-hmm. and stuff and steal cars. Like well, I mean, Tony, how's that any different than your regular life? <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> I liked uh, Grand Theft Auto. I really only got into that game in Call of Duty. Uh, Andy and I played Halo as children, but I never played like Halo 18 or anything. Uh, I would say Halo made me a man. So yeah, uh, Luke, Luke is still producer. Luke is still obsessed with Halo. I went over to his place like a few weeks ago, a few weekends ago. And uh, got like a cardboard cutout life size of a Master Chief. Yeah, well, his wife was out of town and uh, I ended up... Uh, um, what I ended up doing, I ended up uh, going over there and I, he's watching some weird, I mean, Dobby lived with him forever. He knows he likes what kind of weird movies he likes. And it was some weird sci-fi movie. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, oh, it's Halo. And anybody that oh, right, knew yeah. Luke oh, knew that series. he loved Halo and he was good at it too, but he loved it. And I was like, oh boy, we're not going anywhere. I, I saw him at the Halo 4 release. Did you? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know him, but he was with uh, Cameron. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, Cameron. Because it was, that was a big party for... 19 year olds or whenever that game came out halo 4 came out it's just they're all like we're all gonna play halo in the GameStop parking lot and we'll tailgate Ooh. yeah i drink a beer in the parking lot look at you andy yeah and then i didn't even own uh xbox or anything so i didn't buy the game i was just there just for the tailgate party crasher <laughs> <laughs> but i remember he was there do you I, have- met, I had met him like two weeks earlier that was the first time i met him and then i was like oh this guy again all right do you do, have they announced when Grand Theft Auto Six will be released? They take twenty twenty four. Oh so, boy, still a long time. That's why, like, like, oh, don't look at this footage. It doesn't mean shit. Like, they, yeah, it's like a seeing, long time. Uh, what was that Ryan Reynolds movie where he was like a Free Marvel ru- like bad person, and that footage leaked like before um, the CGI was even close yeah, to done. Deadpool. It was dead. No, was it? Deadpool? He leaked. It, he leaked the Deadpool footage like. Yeah, the original Deadpool stuff. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe like Green Lantern or something had bad CGI. I don't know what it was, but I feel like our friend Ryan downloaded something. This was about the time, like 2009. Oh, this was the Wolverine movie. Yeah, that had it had Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah, yes, that Wolverine what it was. solo movie that and didn't have the finished CGI. Yes, yes, that was a big deal. And uh, yeah, I imagine it's it's similar to that where you know you're not seeing 
the whole thing and it's glory and you're gonna have to wait but yeah. yeah that was a big story over the weekend people were uh, people, they were pissed over there at rockstar all right well let's move on um as netflix is to do they have a new series coming out today as you're listening uh starring that nut job I can only f- imagine his actual name is Tate. I know it's not, uh, but playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, Evan Peters is who you're referring to. Uh, one of Ryan Murphy's um, common collaborators. Uh, so this is another Ryan Murphy show. So of American Horror Story, if you didn't know, he's the guy who made all those shows. But yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I feel like there's been stuff with him. I, I think Jeremy Renner did a Jeffrey Dahmer movie. Didn't There's so, so many Dahmer? of these now, it's hard to keep track something of. Like that. that was the movie? Yeah. My friend Dahmer or something. <laughs> he's, he's not my friend. I'll take that. <laughs> well, I, I definitely don't think I would have been friends with him. Didn't he like boys or did he only like gay guys? Or was he yeah, the gay so that, guy? That's the whole thing is he, he his victims were young men, uh, usually men of color, because oh no one. Dahmer? Yeah, yeah, this is Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. No one, because cops wouldn't look into missing black men Ooh. in 1960 and so oh that's actually wow that's smart um it's this he, he's the worst of i think of any of them he's the guy who would drill holes in people's head and like do experiments on people and shit like that he was he was well, ted buggy would like bang their corpse though yeah but this, this guy You're would do this to them alive point. you don't have your head oh, drilled be into alive him. yeah oh so he was like the he was doing experiments on people yeah he was doing a horrible giving lobotomies and shit yeah okay so that's a different story i didn't know he was like doing that so, I mean, Tony, I guess you'll see it all in the Netflix series. His house sat where now the Milwaukee Bucks play ball. Is that true? <laughs> no. I, I, I think that sounds you right. You had me know. convinced. <laughs> It'd be very bizarre. Are uh, the angels but, built over like a burial ground? Yeah. Well, everyone First knows ever that. Halloween episode for the Simpsons was the same yeah. thing. <laughs> After um, they tore that down, they built Angel Stadium. So did the first like inklings of anyone even hearing about this was this literally today because i never heard a thing about this no, until I, I think it was, literally I think it was friday they put this trailer out okay so yeah it's got richard jenkins i, I believe yeah it does love that so, yeah at 10 episodes i'm sure they'll all be out today as you're listening so check it out on netflix all right uh talk about constantine whatever the hell that is yeah, so Constantine was the uh, Keanu Reeves movie. It's about twenty years old at this point, um, where he's consent. Where is he? People. Alien or something? He's not an alien. He's a he's. It's a comic book character, but he basically can like fight people from the dead or something. He he knows oh. dead people and he knows vampires and all. He knows all the kind of underworld type stuff. Um, but they just announced that they're gonna they're gonna finally make another one. Keanu Reeves has been wanting to do it forever. But um, this character is still popular, and they've been trying to do other projects with them. There was a Constantine TV show. Uh, the characters appeared in other stuff. Uh, but J.J. Abrams was supposed to make um, a Justice League dark either movie or show. And so that's like Justice League, but fighting vampires and demons and stuff. And, and I was thinking of the day the Earth stood still. <laughs> yeah. And Constantine would be like the leader of that. And like, oh, well, we're not going to go with the Keanu one because it's not going to be the same timeline. Uh, but they ended up canceling that and going, all right, we're going back to Keanu and uh, going back to the original director, Francis Lawrence, who uh, someone I've never I had never heard of. But he came up on this podcast like three weeks ago that he's going to uh, direct the Bioshock movie. And we, we remember we went through his whole filmography and like, oh, oh yeah. he did the Hunger Games and everything. You're a big fan. So, um, yeah, I haven't seen many of his movies, but I thought that was uh, interesting. It's like, oh, this guy comes up again. So. Big, big, uh, big, big moment for Fr- Francis Lawrence right now. Is Shia going to be in it again? Um, well, spoilers, his character does not make it through the movie. Uh, hopefully, Peter Stormare does. He has, oh, to, he has to be. He has said this is his favorite role he ever did. He's playing actor the devil himself. Of, yeah. Uh, is, I think he's from like Norway or something. Yeah, that sounds right. But he's Denmark. One of those. He's incredible in this. Um, Tilda Swinton was great. I don't expect her back. She's a little bit bigger of a profile now. She does. She works with, you know, Wes Anderson all the time. Um, He's from Sweden, Andy. Okay. They're, Norway and Sweden are very close. Could, I actually have a, a stone's throw that away. That's from Romania. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where that is. That's correlated. vampires. Not a, yeah, no, she's into like horror yeah, stuff. Transylvania too. is in Romania. She said she wants to go to Salem, Massachusetts for Halloween one year. <laughs> yeah, well, you can just watch Hubie yeah, Halloween. Hubie it's Hall- like you're there. What was that, and, Sean? 
Just watch Hubie Halloween. It's like and there. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, new one comes out next Friday. Are you guys actually excited for that? I'll watch it. I don't yeah, know if I'm not? excited for it, yeah. but I'll watch it. I, I like just hope it's not a letdown. There's other things I'm more excited about. Oh come on! Well, yeah, Andy. I think all of us are a little more. Excited. We got to be all at least excited for something more than that. If not, then we got to reevaluate some things. Well, we might be more excited for a Sublime movie. Yeah, so uh, music biopics are a big deal. The Elvis movie made a ton of money. Um, Rocket Man was a big hit. Bohemian uh, Rhapsody was a big hit. So, and so was the Johnny Cash one with. Uh, well, that was like ancient, yeah. But no, the one yeah. with uh, the guy from uh, Step Brothers. Talking about Dewey Cox. Yeah, Walk Hard. Walk the Line was a big hit, and Walk Hard was not a big hit, but it's a beloved <laughs> film. Um, Wait, but so now they're, they're going to be coming out this year, right? No, this is still okay. early. Well, this is uh, bullshit because there's literally a movie called Sublime okay. that comes out this year. Because that's Manuel a word. lives in a small coastal town, <laughs> yeah. plays bass in a band with his best friends. Did he play bass in a band? He probably did. He didn't play bass. I don't think. I think he's a sure? lead guitarist. I think the other guys were the bass player. The other guys, all of them. <laughs> it was a three piece band. There's only one, one guitar, and three bassists. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. We're called Sublime. Um, here's our, here's Are You Bad Fish? <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a, a biopic, uh, probably more specifically about Bradley Knoll, who was the one who died. Um, and it's set to be uh, directed by Francis Lawrence. Uh, so uh, I don't know. This guy's the busiest man. I've, I've never heard of him until two weeks ago. And now he's got three new movies, uh, not including the Hunger Games thing that's already, I guess, filmed. Did so. he make like a duplicate of himself or something. I don't I don't know or maybe it was a typo like in the the uh they're doing the story and they just copied the previous story it said Francis Lawrence cuz He has 104 directing credits, 17 of those are upcoming projects. <laughs> um I don't know. You think uh who are you going to pick to do the Sublime movie? Do you want to pick the guy who did the Hunger Games and Constantine? I don't know. Yeah, but... that's a Interesting so. strategy. We'll see how that goes. Um, it's a so strategy, Cotton. Who's going to be cast in it? Um, I did a little bit of research because, you know, Sublime is a big, important band where we're from. Um, but I don't know if you knew this, Sean, but um, Bradley Knowles from Long Beach. I think that's yeah. obvious. He talked about Long Beach. He's, he, he's part of the reason I thought Long Beach was a county. Yeah. They called it the LBC. More specifically, he was raised in Belmont Shore, which is a neighborhood right where you are. So you don't say um, that's pretty interesting. He also spent a lot of time in like the Garden Grove, Westminster area as well. So uh, local, local. Well, Andy, local everyone boy. knows they took a trip to Garden Grove. Yes. Local, <laughs> local legend. I don't know. Very, very popular even to this day, I think, although I'm not really hanging out with a lot of like. I listen to his music every kids. summer. Yeah. It's still there. Like, don't um, listen to that weird little fat Hawaiian kid they try to replace him with. I'm pretty sure that the other people that were the other people in Sublime did quit that thing. Yeah, I think that uh, died because you, yeah. you haven't heard a thing out of that for like five years. Yeah, that was that was in poor taste. It was just we need more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess from their perspective, it's like, look, it's been 20 years. We're going to get a little more cash. But. Robbie Krieger, Jamin Zarek. John Densmore, they never did that. Uh, they played shows together, I'm pretty sure, but not. But they like, didn't get a new saying, front man. The doors? Yeah, yeah. They may have had like a special guest, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like a there's a thing where like Eddie Vedder did like a yeah. whole show, but it, it was never like we're gonna make an album. And we're the Doors with Eddie Vedder now. That yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And if anything, it's it's more cool with special guests, but it has to be an actual special guest. Don't just say with guest. Yeah. So Rome is no one. I mean, they've done this a lot. There was a queen with uh, that one guy. They did that. Yeah, but he was still at least famous. Yeah. But that was a sellout thing for Brian. If May anything, it was more like that movie. Uh, is it Rockstar where they pull him from the crowd and he sings? It's Mark Wahlberg. I can tell you I've never seen that movie, but I know what it is. It was on VH1 every, yeah. every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's walking. So and, I didn't know uh, that was the premise. I just assumed he was part of the band the whole time. No, 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 no. He's... Uh, in the stands, he's a huge mega fan of, you know, almost uh, Led Zeppelin band. And they pull him up to do a solo, and he's just that good, Andy. And then uh, fame and uh, antics come into play. And mm -hmm. Jennifer Anderson can only hang on so long. Didn't know she was in that movie. Well, but at the end of the day, so can Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and he OD'd. Whoa, Is that how it I... ended? 
Mark Wahlberg. You're just going to have to buy it to watch it. Yeah. I don't have VH1 currently, so. <laughs> Is that even still a network? Oh, all those networks still exist. Oh. You have to like they're in like the deep channels. You have to go to like the fucking four hundreds or something. Yeah, you have to have MTV digital cable too. for it. <laughs> I, I saw there's there's a uh, MTV still exists, but ninety percent of the programming is that um, Rob Durdick. Oh yeah, ripoff of Tosh by No. Yeah, who just uh, watches YouTube videos. Honestly, I, I I've never I don't I, it's not like I don't dislike Rob Durdick, but I've never cared for that show. I personally well, never cared for Tosh point either, but yeah, Tosh point at least was you know current at the time now it's like oh what i can just open my phone and watch all this shit does i don't Tosh think iphone was a show no whatever happened to him i feel I'm like sure he he i just collected his money and is on I was, a mega I was just gonna say you don't ever hear about him anymore i mean there's so many comedians but yeah i don't think he, i've never seen like his a stand-up special of his on netflix, netflix or anything yeah. like that but he had Comedy Central I feel stand-up. Like I had, saw like one of his on stand-up Comedy Central. Maybe he's selling it direct to consumer, like Louis C.K. You know, yeah. Well, Louis C.K. I think has to though. <laughs> I know. <That's... laughs> All right, you want to talk about the new Karate Kid, Andy? Um, not really, but I'm going to mention it. Um, <laughs> they announced the new. Now they announced the new Karate Kid movie, uh, but it's not related to Cobra Kai, which is actually a pretty popular show on Netflix. That's a continuation of the original story there. So. Uh, a weird move. The, the creators of Cobra Kai were like, yeah, we'd love to do a movie. They didn't ask us about this. They just went ahead and did it. Uh, that last one they did uh, was that Jaden Jaden Smith did one with Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, I think he it was did that very, backward kick to the head flip thing. Didn't see it, but I think it was very poorly received. So I just, is that really possible? Anything is possible. If you I don't remember if it was a front or back flip. I feel like it must have been a front flip because you'd want to kick him in the chin versus the top of the head. What he did a backflip but spun midair and then you got him in the head. Yeah. They need to make like blood sport uh, like actual too. Like that movie think, scared the shit out of me as a kid. I think they made they always made directed to VHS sequels for all those movies. So there probably is. But. Oh, I know, but I mean, I mean, like a true one, like yeah. the American Pie twelve and a half doesn't count. Right? There's four true movies, I think. Make a true Bloodsport two. Bring them back. Bring them back. You probably can't get the no. Filipino guy or wh- Taiwanese guy, whatever he was, but you can get John Claude. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love be to the, do something. The new yeah. sensei. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good ideas. That movie was on Spike TV. Yeah, because it was a man's network. It sure was. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So what is this Karate Kid for like actual th- cinema or is this yes, going to Paramount so Netflix? Was, was a, it was on Sony's theatrical schedule. And that's where yeah. people first heard of it. I'm like, wait, is this like Cobra Kai getting a movie? And they're like, no, nah, fuck those guys. OK, I can put Ralph Macchio in a movie. I can't be fucking serious. You can stay on Netflix. Whoa. Who gives a shit? Pretty heavy. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, someone will care. Um, speaking of someone will care, Blade Runner 2099. Yeah, uh, it's going to become a series. Blade Runner is going to be a series on Amazon. So Amazon always needs new stuff and they have unlimited money. So um, they're they're making a series in the Blade Runner universe, which could be interesting. It's 2099. That's 50 years after the, the movie that came out a few years back. So what does that mean? Are the androids now like humans? I don't know. But More Brian Gosling is not going to be in it. Harrison Ford is not going to be well, in it. Well, it's a TV show, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no one's going to be in it. Um, I'm more interested in, do you think any of the three of us will still be on this planet in 2099? What? No. You know, sorry. No. Wait, no. How old would that make me? 109 or so? 108? Oh, no, no, no. What? No. Do you think you will be, Sean? No. Who knows with advances? Yeah. We're talking about 75 I, so, years from I now. I'm going backwards. <laughs> Sean, you know what's funny about uh, about you saying that is because I was having a what I thought was a serious conversation with a Romanian roommate the other day. And we were talking about my grandmother who passed away in you, June. You call him? What was that? Ah, Romanian roommate, you're back. Yeah, so I was, uh, we were talking. So my grandmother from Greece passed away in June. And so I was telling her and she's all like, cause I was talking about how she was a you know a smoker since she was probably a teenager. And she's, I was like, you know, for someone that smoked, you know, so much for, you know, 70 years, I mean, living to be 80, almost 90 years old is pretty impressive. And I said, at that point, I was like, 90 is a long life. Anyway, I was like, hey, you know, how much longer do you want to live after being 90? And she's like, dead serious. Oh, I'd like to be 
I'm thinking like maybe like 120. I was just like, it was going for the record. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know about that. Like I had a grandpa just turned 90 and he's in still like good health and he can use, you know, he's good with computers and stuff still. So it's like, if I'm 90 moving like that, I mean, I'll stick around for a little bit longer, but at 120, like, please put me down. Cause at that point you're Tom Hanks in the green mile and you've gotten, you've just seen everybody come and die and you're lonely. The oldest ever living person was 110, according to a quick Wikipedia search. No, there was someone who was like 114. No, okay, never mind. This is 122. Okay. There's multiple people on this list. 122 what, what years old in 164 Japanese. days. What country? She claimed to have, have met Vincent Van Gogh when she was 12 or 13. <laughs> okay. Um, met Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. It does. Of uh, France. There you go. Oh, Female? Yep. I don't know why I shut up. Women always live longer than guys. <laughs> yeah, it's I not easy. It or it's it's pretty easy to figure out when you watch just a video of guys being dumbasses like, oh, yeah. in a construction no, yard or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, pretty uh, crazy. That was uh, She died in 1997. She was born in 1875. So she so, didn't meet Lincoln then. Yeah. No. She's, just she barely missed. Rutherford B. Hayes. Is yeah. that true? I have no idea. Just made that up. Sound He's a real guy, but is that was he a real president? Yeah. Rutherford B. Hayes. You named the one president that literally nobody ever <laughs> thinks of. Grover Cleveland. I mean, I know Cleveland because of the vacuum cleaner. He invented the vacuum cleaner. He did. All right. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Like invented the vacuum or? But yeah, I mean, who knows? I think there's plenty of medical advancements each day. And the goal of the government is to have no one die ever again. So we could be uh, going to 2099. I think the government wants us all to die. <laughs> The president in 1875 is actually a guy you all know. Like he's actually oh a famous one. Okay, yeah. don't tell me that. Was that pre Lincoln or post Lincoln? Post Lincoln, but he's on, heavily involved in Lincoln's life because he's best known for actually not being president. I would say. Oh, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, oh wow, this is a good one. This is a, a people at home. I know they're shouting at their radios right now. <laughs> this is a good game, Sean. Do you know the answer? Without I looking it up. No, I'm not looking it up, but I know. Oh shit! Um, well, damn. I'll try to. Ugh, I could try to think of one more. He was. He was president. He was he president, but before that, he was definitely involved in the Civil War. It's a fun when name. When Lincoln was president, is it a fun name? Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's Greek, actually. What? Oh, Tony, come on. Yeah, that's, that's the really case. Me. Uh, I can't just keep the people just waiting in silence. So what? Who is it? Ulysses Grant. Ulysses Grant. The general of the Union Army. That's a dead name, right? Ulysses? That's got to be. I haven't heard of it. Ulysses. To me, it sounds, it sounds Greek, right? His first name was actually Hiram. Okay, I don't know what that is. Hire him? Yeah. Hiram. No, that's a name. Hiram. And like, was like from like Pakistan or something? <laughs> Where's Hiram from? That's an old timey name. Is from it? Boston. Hiram Walker. They, they make liquor. Hiram Walker? Yeah. Let's see. Right here to attend the Red Sox game. <laughs> what a. They drew the name Ulysses out of a hat. Wait, what? <laughs> For their son? Yeah. Well, they have probably like 15 of them. Yeah, that's true. Let's have fun with our 11th one, huh, Sharon? <laughs> I like to think there was a Sharon back then. <laughs> Future Blue right. Osborne. Well, uh, I guess last question before that tangent When does Blade Runner 2029, 2099 come out? Oh, probably not forever. I don't know. 75 years. So, you know, Jeff Bezos will be still be around in 2099, though. Yeah, he but is, he'll be on Mars. Yeah, somewhere in space. And just throwing his trash in this planet's direction. All right, so I found out Ulysses, that's what I thought. Ulysses is um, Odysseus in Roman times when they had to change mm-hmm. the names, you know? Okay. So o- Odysseus, who's one of the Okay, one Odysseus of sounds Greek. Yeah, he's the Odyssey. Yeah. Know, the guy who went for 20 years on the boat. But in, in uh, the Romans had to call him Ulysses. Ulysses. I don't know why. Why did they change all the names? They, they named all the people after planets. Wasn't that weird? You're not paying attention. No, I am. I am How many people were named Saturn? They changed. They named them all after planets. I think well, the Greeks yeah. were very into the stars and planets. That's why they have all the I think constellations I'm and joking. stuff. Like I'm pretty Greek. sure it's the other way around. Stars were into the Greeks? <laughs> the, the planets were named after the, the, Roman, the Roman Oh, uh, names for gods. Okay, that sounds more right. The planets are real, though, too, right? So if the planets are real, it's the real. Then doesn't they that really mean there? Where are we getting that? <laughs> doesn't that mean the Greek gods are real? I think you just named that. Well, I mean, think about that though. If the planets are real, which we're 
obviously convinced they are, then doesn't that mean these Greek gods were real no. in like myth- mythology times? <laughs> they named a planet Mars because there was a Greek god named or a exactly. Roman name. So if the, if the guys didn't exist, then how would they come up they with this knew, name for the planets? Well, they, they so maybe therefore them. the planets don't exist. They believed in them, not that they were real. I think this is a rabbit hole we could go down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call Kyrie Irving, see what he has oh to God. say. Kyrie Irving would agree with me. I'd I like specifically to hear, dropped him off the news today. I'd like to hear what producer Luke would have to say about this. <laughs> oh, boy. He'd think I was onto something, I think. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Uh, Andy, you want to talk about some trailers? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Midnight Club. So, yeah, Midnight Club. I'm excited about this one. This is uh, Mike Flanagan's new show. He always uh, gives us one in, in October times with Netflix. Uh, he did the, the Hill House and the Bly Manor and the uh, other one that was last year that I liked. I forgot the name. Uh, but yeah, Midnight Club, it's about... This sounds uh, like Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was just yeah. going to say that. It does. You're going to step all over. What uh, a goddamn ripoff. No, it actually was a, a book in the 90s that probably ripped off um, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Do they call each other the Midnight Society? No. Uh, they don't. I didn't see them like throw sand on the table because... Um, so yeah, the premise is it's a, a group of teenagers living in a in a hospice facility. So that means they're terminal terminally ill. So it's already pretty dark, right? They're terminally ill teenagers, um, and they tell spooky stories at midnight um, at the place. They go and meet up, um, but then there's real, actual spooky stuff happening in the in the thing. So um, haunted hospitals is always a good thing. Uh, teenagers having to fight ghosts that's always fun. So. Uh, definitely looking forward to this one. So October seventh, I'll give it a shot. We didn't watch the priest one last year, yeah, um, but which was very good. And I can't remember more up my alley. I think, yeah, it's got um, Heather Langkamp is the head of the facility, so she's best known as uh, Nancy from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So she hasn't been in a whole lot of things, but. Is that the main character, Nancy? From I don't remember their names or even really what she looked like. Brown hair, I think, or something like that. Yeah. I never saw Hellraiser, like the original one. You're skipping ahead. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's fine. Perfect transition. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I had seen it once when I was a kid, and it's it's bad. I thought it was stupid. I've actually never seen the original Hellraiser either. I've seen Hellraiser 3, and I've seen like Hellraiser 5 or something. Like Do the you remember that DVD I bought that was such a ripoff? I thought it was like 18 different scary movies all on like yeah, a grouping of discs. Clips. It ended up being like their favorite scenes and yeah. some behind the scenes commentary. It's like, oh my god, piece <laughs> of shit. I paid 12 bucks for this thing. Uh, but, but anyways, okay. There's a Hellraiser, a new Hellraiser movie coming out to Hulu, direct to Hulu, October 7th. So this is not necessarily a remake of the original film. It's just another adaptation of the novel um, that was also from the 80s. Um, I watched the trailer. Will, will it have the original guy? No. So Is that original guy still alive? Might be. I, I feel know. like that guy would have been a European guy, too. Like, who was that guy? I think he was a British. I think the whole story was he was a British I soldier like, in World War II like or Hellraiser is one of those things where it's like, you, when you see his face, you you recognize that horror villain, and you under and you like know it. But he doesn't. He's like the outcast, though. He doesn't get put into like immediately into like the famous like horror people, like well, Freddy Krueger, yeah. like Jason, Michael Myers, Ghostface. So Pennywise, what's interesting about Chucky Pinhead is that in the original movies, he's not really even a the antagonist. He's just kind of like there to be like warning people, like hey, I'm I'm a demon, but don't do this shit or something. Uh, but Pinhead is in this one, and Pinhead is be- being played by a trans woman. Okay. Which um, you could see um, she's all, like, mutilated and everything. Still has the pins, but instead of wearing, like, a jumpsuit, like, normal, it has, like, mutilated body and everything. So it looks pretty uh, interesting there. Interesting choice. Uh, the director of this, I'm, I'm going to watch this because the director of this um, did The Night House from last year, which I really, really thought was good. And then also the ritual from a few years ago and other horror. The ritual, I've seen the ritual a couple times. I think ritual was good. See those movies like the ritual though. They're like very, you're really involved in those movies because it's so real. Like you think about the part where it's like, oh, they're in the forest, they're lost, and all of a sudden somebody like breaks their ankle or something. You're like, oh my god, what would I do in that situation? Yeah, that's the real life horror thing. Of we got to carry this guy twenty miles. What the hell? Yeah, that's like war. Actually, that's which is horror. Also, I guess depends who you're talking to. Yeah. Wait, are you saying the lady in real life is trans? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad Sean was still stuck on that. Because <laughs> granted, so was I. I just wasn't so the, saying the actress that. is, but I don't know what the character. The character is definitely. If it's something. a trans demon, are you afraid of that demon? 
I'm still afraid of those. You can't be. But also, <laughs> also the like um, the backup crew is still there. The backup crew were always more uh, scary because they were all weird looking and shit. That is true. The backup weird crew looking. Is, You're talking about like someone with nails movies. in their head. Yeah, but the backup crew is even weirder. Yes, they are. That's the pack. The Paranormal Activity Three has the whole backup crew when she's. Goes out and you go out the front door and then it's like all these demons and you're like, oh shit, or possessed people, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So that's why like Pinhead has always been like the reasonable one. Really? Other, I never even knew there was other characters. The other ones I've are, never are, even seen them. are creepy. You should look them up. I will look them up. Yeah, I'm Ooh. trying to find a good one through the screen art uh, clippings from the original and it's all just this guy. I remember mm-hmm. the line. He's like, we'll tear your soul apart or something. Yeah, that sounds right ridiculous yeah maybe i should watch the original i think the original is on amazon or something it is on prime yeah they probably own all of them there are uh, one of the second ones on cinema i mean i wouldn't be surprised if Be- bezos uh <laughs> you know won the game himself he'd contact the demons <laughs> yeah all right they're called all the right. cenobites tony look that up the cenobites c-e-n-o they're from encino yeah brendan fraser is there with them all right, you want to move on to the next one? Uh, yeah. Welcome Chippendale. <laughs> last one here is uh, Welcome to Chippendale is a new series on Hulu uh, from the same creator as um, Pam and Tommy. So this guy is. Oh, I thought this a, was about the squirrels. No, no. Chippendales. Yeah. These guys are creepy looking. Uh, Chippendales, the uh, the infamous Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze sketch from SNL about uh, the, the stripper place. Um, so this is a, a series about the founding of that, and I don't know what happens, how it falls apart, I guess. Um, but it's starring Kumail Nanjiani, so he's like an, an immigrant who this is his big business venture in America. Uh, but it also has uh, Murray Bartlett, who just won a Emmy for White Lotus. Um, he was great in that show. So uh, then also Dan Stevens, who I'm a fan of. So um, I'll probably end up checking this out. Um, yeah, the creator just did. Not even a year ago did Pam and Tommy. So he's like, this is his thing. Like, I'll make a limited series about a real life thing for Hulu and I'll just keep doing that. So, um, yeah, there's a trailer for it. November 22nd is when that's coming out. So not too far away. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash. You didn't know you need it. This leash works with the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code. Tony. That is. T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout just because we sent you. So head over to thecliplessleash.com. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. uh, Tony, how many things do you have? Well, I mean, I've been on in a while. (laughs) Oh boy! No, I'm kidding. But I mean, I, I I can try to think of a few things. I mean, I have been watching the House of Dragon, but I don't know if you guys have been talking about that. And then, I mean, I was telling Andy there was a couple horror movies, but I'm sure like it's stuff you guys have all talked about because a lot of the stuff that I really don't watch like much like movies and stuff, and like the stuff I do watch, I feel like is been you know seen. It's like yeah, I'll just you know when it gets to me, I'll just say a couple things that just brief like couple things I've watched and what I thought. All right. We'll call Andy. it like two or four. No, definitely not three, though. <laughs> Off-road, what about you? How many things do you uh, have? I just, I just got three here. Um, no, not too bad. I wow. have just an update. I've been watching Legacy Doc. Okay. I haven't watched anything else. I don't know. It's, it's phenomenal. Lakers. Oh, yeah. Uh, my roommate was telling me last night, actually, that he's like, we need to be watching that. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a Lakers documentary thing. Oh, I Tony. think it's like about Kobe, right? Or something. It's about the Lakers in general and the bus family. It starts with, well, you know, Showtime Lakers and we're on episode <laughs> six or seven aired on Sunday. Oh, wow. So and that's with the uh, Shaq Kobe trio trio duo uh, <laughs> breaking apart. I count Phil Jackson as the trio in that. Yeah, basically. Uh, and that's where the episode that just aired ends is Phil Jackson leaves the Lakers. And uh, actually, I, I know well. a couple of things I can say that I've watched. So episode seven is all about Swish Parker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. I actually just saw a clip on Instagram the other day about Kobe Bryant. One of those practices when he was screaming, basically saying that nobody there. He's like, I'm supposed to be practicing to make me better. And these motherfuckers can't make me better. They like just basically just calling everybody trash in the practice. Like, and I forget who it was that was wide open for a three. And Kobe's like, shoot it, shoot it. And he did. And he 
bricked it. And it was just like, he was just like running off the court. I'm like, I feel like it was one of those things where like Kobe was a great, like I'm sure a nice guy and whatever. But I think like if you did play with Kobe, you probably did actually hate him unless you were Shaquille O'Neal, who I think did hate him, which is why he left. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you could also assume Luke Walton was probably hung over at that practice. Well, he said that to him the one time, how he told Luke Walton that he knew, like Luke Walton, there's like that story where Luke Walton told him, hey, come party with me. And Kobe said, I'll party with you, but we got practice in the morning and I guess they did party and they got messed up. And he said like, Kobe made his life hell at that practice the following morning because Luke was hung over and Kobe was able to like just handle himself. Now, can you imagine if Luke Walton's like, come party with me and you go out and it's just you and Bill and you're just smoking and listening to Grateful Dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is some party. This Kobe, awesome. take a hit of this. <laughs> that would be Luke's there randomly, like the other, our Luke, producer Luke. Yeah, it'd be pretty uh, awesome, I think. Yeah, no, I don't think that would be an awful time. Bill, I would love to hear what Bill Walton would have to say off camera. I mean, you listen to what he says on camera. Yeah, right. Imagine him, like, off the record. He, he definitely has some stories. He's very opinionated, too, and he just says what he, like, he's just... I love when he would like announce with, was it the little guy like David something? Uh, yeah. Pash, David, David Pash. Pash. And he would just be like, he'd almost like just bully him because David Pash had to be like five foot, like seven, eight or something like that. And Bill Walsh, like what, six, 10 or something. Yeah. So it's like, he would just like kind of throw him around like a ragdoll. Like, oh, I remember this time, Bill, I remember smoking in the back of a van. It's like, and Barnes with the layup. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's there, Bill. But anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> Andy, you want to do one or two? Yeah. So uh, first thing I have here, uh, I watched both Kill Bill movies back to back, which was interesting. Um, I didn't watch those in a, in a while, but they're so stylish and interesting and weird. And now that I'm older, I get more of the references. So a lot of I mean, it's just straight up stealing music from old Westerns and stuff and Eventually, he got uh, that that composer to actually make the music for um, Django and Hateful Eight and everything. Where it's just he just stole his music outright and Kill Bill. But um, yeah, it's, it's good. They're both there on HBO. Uh, leaving at the end of the month. That's why I checked them out again. That's your so, move. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to check that list. I'm like, oh, what's leaving? All right, you want me to do another one here? Sure. Uh, Clerks three. Oh boy. So this Clerks is the new 3. one. Yeah. Clerks three. I, I just saw this trailer the other day and I was like, Oh shit. I like it. And i like how the whole thing was that he had a heart attack. Cause I remember us yeah. talking on the pod about the other guy having the heart attack, the real life guy. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely inspired by Kevin Smith's who, yeah, who, reality who directs these writer makes <laughs> these writes these. So, uh, clerks three is interesting in that it was, he couldn't get it like really into movie theaters, um, like a normal distribution. So it's through, if you've ever been to the theaters, they're always like fathom events and it's always like showing like a Broadway play or something. Yeah. So um, I could not use my pass for it. I had to pay for the tickets. Uh, they gotcha. I, and I did. They figured so it, it out. They gotcha. Yeah. This movie is only out for a week. It's already gone. So it's just, that's it. You come. It's, it's an event. Um, interesting in that there was a group of people that were vaping the entire time <laughs> and they fucking loved the movie. <laughs> that's just, just, that's just how movies are. Huh? I haven't been in the movies in so long. So, uh, like, they, well, they were having a good time. They laughed at every single joke. Uh, but I really liked this. I thought it was, I thought it was very good, much better than anything he's done in a long time. I think I liked it better than clerks too. Even, uh, it, it's funny. It's so nostalgic. Um, I wouldn't say like every joke is, is good. A lot of the jokes are, are I would even say bad, but it's kind of like, lovable in a way that it's like all right kevin smith isn't actually a comedian he's just a guy who likes to you know talk and have fun he loves his comic books and everything and there's a lot of star wars talk in this and you know like he's always has um yeah and a lot of interesting stuff you say the reflections on his life with yeah, the other one, one of the, the one character having uh, a heart attack and deciding he wants to make a movie and he's going to make a movie about uh, the clerks at the convenience store. And so it's a recreation a lot of times of scenes from the original movie. And um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I think it's it, definitely, if you're a fan of those movies, there's something to get there. Um, and it is like, it's been 25 years and they're all old now. Yeah. And I actually saw that trailer and I was like, I would actually like to see that. And I think, honestly, I think I thought of like both you guys. Cause I was like, I feel like the clerks and all that stuff was like stuff that you guys liked. 
but no, no mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be on. The last movie he made was on Amazon after like three months. Yeah. So, and, um, it's, Andy, it's there right now. You you blew yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there is an interesting thing in where um, it's it's actually an old story, but uh, it's been posted a, a lot in because he's been doing his like media tours about this, about how uh, the movie Dogma, um, Harvey Weinstein owns it personally. <laughs> he can't get it back. And he, he said that it's uh, in the jail cell with him. <laughs> yeah. He said uh, Harvey Weinstein told him, yeah, five million dollars. So I'll I'll, you can have it back. He's like, I know my movie's not worth five million dollars, uh, but I would like to have it back at some point. All right, uh, Tony, want to do uh, yes. one of your? Yeah, I'll do one. And like I said, like obviously some stuff. Obviously, I haven't been on here in a while, but the one thing I, I mean, outside of like House of Dragon, but I don't need to like talk about that. Is uh, I I did watch that. Uh, which I I mean I knew the story, but it's still nice watching it. But I watched the the Tim Dunahy, the whole uh, on the the Untold series that's on Netflix, and about the whole like betting scandal when he was a uh, fixing. Oh, that one uh, came out. Yeah, it came out a little bit ago, but it's like the whole story about how he was fixing uh, NBA games or like, you know, doing games for his buddies. But I remember like my favorite story, I think, of all of it that he talks about was when uh, Allen Iverson and this is when Allen Iverson was on the Nuggets, did something to said something or like push like or like nudge Steve Javi or something. And I guess when they were, you know, the refs, basically, it's like they kind of got together and were like, okay, you know what? If Allen Iverson is going to be an asshole, pretty much. We're going to call palming on him because he he does it a lot. And that was like kind of his move. And like the NBA lets that move go. And there was a game where it was Nuggets versus Utah. And he basically told his buddy, take the Jazz plus six because we're going to enforce a rule on Iverson tonight. And if I and if we enforce this rule on Iverson, it's going to be pretty uh, – it's going to make him not as much of a factor, which is going to be you know a big deal for the Nuggets. And sure enough, it was like the first possession of the game. Iverson did this move on the sideline and they called the palming and he, or like the carryover, basically carryover and stuff. And he, I guess it was after a couple of times, he kind of looked at him and said something like, like he said something to him and like, you know, he basically told him like, oh no, you know, you're doing it. And he was basically like, you know, you never call it. And like, they, and like Iverson, I guess, just basically like smiled at him and laughed kind of knowing like that they were out to get him that night. And another thing that I found interesting was it was when uh, Dunahee was, there was a rule that they wanted to implement more, which was a spin move uh, that they wanted to be that players were like maybe traveling. And we all know how the NBA compared to college college. They do call traveling a lot. NBA, they, they let them get away with some stuff. And there was a spin move that was going on that in like the late nineties that people were doing that they wanted the NBA told the refs, like, you know, call this more of traveling. Like it's, it's a travel. You got to call it more. And this was like done. He's either first or second year or something like that. And Michael Jordan did the spin move on down the baseline and dunked it. And Donahue blew the whistle and called traveling. And Jordan's looking at him like, what the hell? And then Phil Jackson goes and yells at Donahue and says, like, what are you calling that for? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Donahue basically responded to Jackson and said, you know, just as well as I, that they're they're enforcing that, that move a lot more because it is a travel. And then Jackson basically, I guess, said to him, like, yeah, they're enforcing it, but they don't want it called on him and pointed to Jordan and I said, and Dunahee basically said that was the first time he realized that like these star players do get a little bit of a special treatment because the people are paying the tickets to see Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, and all the rest of the superstars. And it's like, if they foul out or, you know, they don't get to do their like nice moves, it's like it, it kills things at times. So I found that interesting because I think, you know, like how many times have you seen LeBron James foul out of a game or Kobe Bryant or any of those guys? It's like not very often. It's like, Granted, those guys probably do, you know, maybe they're a little better with not fouling, but I mean, it, it is just interesting that they do get a little treatment, but granted, you can't give everybody star treatment because there's a lot of games where there's a lot of stars on the court, especially today's NBA where five stars are on the same team, but mm-hmm. it, it was, it was interesting. It was good. And then it's one of those things where, you know, he obviously like anybody regrets it. It's like, you know, it ruined his life. I mean, he was a good ref. He would have been, you know, a six figure referee at this point in his life. And now instead he doesn't ref at all and he spent i think it was 14 months in federal prison once he was convicted and all that stuff so it's a pretty wild story and you know then you know it's you get involved with the wrong people like he had a buddy of his that was a bookmaker guy and stuff like that and you know you know it's like little easy money and then i know the mafia gotten in tune with it and got involved and then they were betting like hundreds of thousands or millions on a game and then like you know they would cut him Dunahee a portion and the crazy thing is is even when you're fixing games you still lose like 
I think they said Dunahy went like in like the 46 games he fixed, he went like, you know, like 34 and, or like, you know, like 30, you know, something he lost like 12 games. It was like 34 and 12 or something, which is still a crazy percentage, but it's still like, even when you're fixing games, you still lose. And it's like, that's how it just shows you how like difficult it actually is to really do it. Like I've heard that stuff, even with players that have, you know, gotten trouble for fixing games in the past. It's like, they still lost some. Cause it's like, you know, the whole thing is shoeless Joe Jackson batted like, 600 in the world series when they fixed that world series so it's all crazy but it was it was good i mean it's interesting it's cool too like seeing the inside stuff because i know it was like his rookie or he called a foul on it was like reggie miller or somebody was in the corner and did something and he either called the foul i forget what it was either he made a big call and it was in the playoff game and it was his literally his rookie year and the nba basically said they were going to look at it and it was one of those things where somebody told him like man if you fucked that up you're done and they looked at the call and said that he made the right call and it was a gutsy call to make, but they said it was the right call. And that's when they were like, okay, he's going to be a good referee then because he's not afraid and he makes the right calls. But obviously he went down a different path. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting. I mean, it was it was good. And then, you know, other than that, I mean, I've, I told Andy earlier, I watched a couple of horror movies, but I'm sure, you know, I saw the Malignant one, which was interesting. And then saw Black Phone. So just like those little basic ones, but. I don't know when that movie Smile comes out, but it looks pretty creepy. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, Dobby, but they uh, they sent me a thing. I can watch it early. Ooh, very good. AMC because I'm an exclusive member. So. Andy's a big shot over there. But that that one looked uh looked a little creepy yeah. though. It, it really did. That actually. girl's Kevin Bacon's daughter. If you didn't know. Ooh, I did not know that. <laughs> Jill Sausage. <laughs> I don't think so. Her <laughs> name. What about you, Dolly? What have you been watching? Like I said, really, uh, just the Lakers legacy show. That's right, it's yeah. Top notch. That's it, huh? Just the. Yeah, I don't think I watched anything else this uh, this last week. Um, Andor comes out, I think, on Thursday. That Star Wars show is supposed to be really good. So I'm sure I'll, I'll check There's that out. So many Star yeah. Wars shows. Yeah, they have a new Star Wars show every three months. That was one of the things with uh, Clerks Three is uh, Rosario Dawson. Just a very small role in it uh, because it's like, I'm doing fucking Star Wars. I'm not going to hear Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I make real movies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So last thing I have here is uh, Pearl, which I've been talking about for three months. That's uh, out? Yeah, so it's the the prequel to the movie X, which came out like six months ago. They they filmed these movies back to back. So uh, X took place, uh, I think, 1979, and Pearl takes place in 1918. So uh, it's an interesting year. Uh, I thought it pretty clever because 1918 is when the, uh, the, the Spanish flu happened. So uh, there are scenes where she's going into town and she's got to put her mask on and go to the to go to the little store and everything. And it's like, oh, that's how a, convenient. That's, it's pretty clever. Uh, that's how they, they did that. But um, it's it's a very different tone from X. I, X was one of my favorite movies so far this year. Great, great horror movie. Just fun, like slasher. Uh, this is much more slow. Um, different colors. Uh, I did see it. It's, it's supposed to be like a technicolor, you know, like wizard of Oz back in the day. Cause it's back in the old times. Uh, and, and I think it does a good job representing that things were different. You know, they didn't have all the, uh, the same things we have in 1918. Uh, but yeah, much slower and methodical and just kind of building up a sense of dread of, um, you know, where this character ends up. Um, if you've seen X, which is it is 60 years later, but it's the same character. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of escalates and is gets very, very gross, I would say. Um, not I wouldn't say super violent. I would say more gross than violent, but uh, still very, very well done. Uh, Martin Scorsese watched it and they loved it, which is like, what? That's I saw that fucking random. But um, yeah, it's it's. Now that they're both out, and I'm sure soon enough they'll both be available to rent, um, hopefully there's some sort of deal you can get both of them and watch them both for a reduced price or something. Because I think they're, they're both worth watching. They're both very different, though. So, um, Yeah. I don't know if I'll get to it this year, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, just in a great, great performance by the, the lead actress there. So, I mean, she was the lead in the last movie, but... It was more of an ensemble. This one is really her movie, and they, they give her. She has like a ten minute monologue that's just like great and horrifying at the same time. So, yeah. interesting. And I think that's uh, Shia LaBeouf's wife. So, um, I actually we, just saw a thing 
a little uh, podcast bit that Shia LaBeouf did, I think recently when he talks oh, about yeah. his wife and he talks about like, I think it was like during a time when he was not doing well and said like that his wife stuck with him and he didn't understand why. And he just like realized like that's when it was like real love and stuff. I don't know. Is Shia LaBeouf doing better? I feel like he's sober now. Right. Or something. I think he's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Christian he had, he had like an insane podcast with John Bernthal <laughs> that. Was that recent? Yeah, was I like think that's what I ago. watched. Yeah. Then is he the one that kind of looks like the lead guitarist for Rise Against? I mean, Rage Against the Machine. He kind of looks like him. Same <laughs> same skin tone, yeah. like bald head, Italian. Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he because uh, he talked about a, a bit too. I don't. I think this was a different one about like when his when he was at like rock bottom because his like he didn't talk to his his mother wouldn't talk to him and stuff. And I think it was because it was like one of those things where I think he was in the news for like it was like his like reputation was like murdering i'm uh, not murdering i'm sorry like beating up women and then i think like shooting dogs i didn't know like was that a thing where he like killed dogs that, yeah he did he did admit that he did like hit the woman he's with and no, i remember the yeah. abuse to women and stuff and like he was definitely like crazy for a bit i mean there's that famous like little video of him like smoking weed in his car and he's like kind of dancing all like crazy and shit like he's a frat star maybe he was for a little bit is he, is that like a thing where he doesn't get like hired on to many like big movies anymore? He, the movie he did is like a European guy. He's like he does like indie stuff, shit. right? Yeah. Like I, I saw like the peanut butter giant or whatever he yeah. played in. What was that Falcon. called? Peanut butter Falcon. Falcon. Okay, but I think that was pre cancellation. Yeah. I don't know. Was it? I think it was. Oh shit! Because that would have been like two years ago. So this was all recent then. Yeah, the cancellation was pretty recent. I remember we all watched that uh, American Honey together mm-hmm. too. That was a long movie. Crappy movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. And they were just like basically like Girl Scouts going like door to door or something. Damn. At that point, he was basically playing himself. <laughs> he was already doing smaller indie projects at that point. He's already was done with Indiana Jones. But yeah, the cancellation happened like two years was ago. Was that his last like big cinema? Was like Indiana Jones? Um I mean he did the he did the tank movie. Fury. Yeah. What's crazy to me is like when he talks about how he was like he had no like basically nothing, nothing to offer and stuff, and it's like it's crazy that these guys, you know, he can make the series like transformers and holes. And it's like, and then just still have nothing. Like you just realize they're just normal people too. They spend their money on stuff. And just, that's just wild to me though, to have millions. I'm sure at his peak, he was well in the millions, like 20, 30 million, probably. Right. At least all that yeah, even maybe. Stevens money. Yeah. I don't know if he got paid that much for transformers. Cause he was like young, you know, they might've been well holes though. Holes was a good start. Still, you're still young. young. Yeah, they don't pay you that much when you're young. Is that true? And that was probably a Disney movie. Probably gave him like a season pass to the park. I feel like Macaulay Culkin must gotten. I'm gonna guess Macaulay Culkin got paid for like Richie Rich or something. But like the early movies, he probably got paid nothing. But like when he was established after Home Alone, Home Alone two, they probably paid him. Yeah, yeah, and he was that was yeah, he was still a child, but they probably paid him pretty well. Yeah, his parents probably took all the money. I think I've heard that before. Actually, I think they did. Yeah, like they I think always that do. actually is like a thing that happened with yeah. him. That's what usually happens. You definitely lose your relationship with your family yeah. at that point because if you if you got like a set eleven year old son that's making or nine year old whatever he was making like a couple million dollars in nineteen ninety, I think his I think his brother just won an Emmy, right? Did he not win? I don't know. Succession. Yeah, he was nominated at least, but yeah, pretty good. All right, uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, it's a good one. Well, yeah, you've been listening to episode 289 of the Tony steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road Andy. Yes. And the Tony cats. Yes. Thank you. We'll see you later.